0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program has been paid for by the Dustin Feely Group. Good morning, South Florida. Welcome to the final edition of the Dustin Feely Real Estate Show of 2019. We've had an amazing year, an amazing time you want to join the show give us a call at 855 520 home 855 520 home we are south florida's resource for lifestyle everything excellent south florida whether you're going to buy sell rent invest whatever your real estate needs you just want to know the best restaurant in your neighborhood i don't care give us a call at 855 520 home joined in studio my closest friends my team my partners Starting with CEO extraordinaire Lori Mitchell of Assured Title and Trust. Good morning, everyone. We're going to keep her microphone away from us today. As you can tell, she's a little under the weather. I gave her what I had a couple (coughs) weeks ago. The man with the money bags himself, Dennis Hernandez.
1: Well, hold on, hold on. We need to give Lori her props. It's CEO and fantasy football champion Lori Mitchell.
2: Thank you, Dennis.
1: Cha-ching. Yeah, I got second place, dude. That sucks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I heard you. Not to me, though. Yeah. No, no, no. Not he, to me. he actually lost to my nephew.
1: Was that yeah, it? congratulations, PJ. <clears throat> yeah, so 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 my nephew
0: PJ uh, ended up whipping him up. And for my brother, that's the only way he could get his name on a trophy is have his <laughs> son with the same name. And, of course, Dennis' sidekick, <laughs> Doc Master Mike. Buena dia, mi gente. I love you, Miami. You know what? In 2019, you've had so many names. Dogmaster Master Mike, Java Mike, Coffee Mike. Silent Mike. Silent Mike, yeah, that's our latest. And, of course... Our best friend, the guy who makes us sound way better than we do. Thank God for auto-tune. My boy, the man bun himself, Mr. Alex Solana. What's up, everybody? Happy New Year, Alex. Happy New Year. We're going there, right? It's just a couple more days away. This is our last show. I think this show is going to be fun and lighthearted today. Wait to clarify, last show of 2019. 2019. We will be back. Oh, we're back. It's, you know, something, the good thing is, is a lot of people had to follow us. From 560 WQM. By the way, I have zero pool in the radio station whatsoever. They just decided. I mean, I say we, no, we was, hey, you guys are moving to 790, the ticket. But the only pool I possibly had, I leveraged, and that was that we had to have Alex Solana still as our producer.
3: Yeah, it means a lot. And I think the big change this year ended up working out for the better, right? Like 790, our new home. Absolutely. We love it. We love it here.
0: We really do. I mean, it's it's you know, it's only fitting we are your best show. Yeah. So yeah. and we joined we joined the same station where your second best show, <laughs> uh, you know, Cockman and Crowder <laughs> is, and uh, I love those guys. By the way, I ran into uh, to Crowder at the at the game this past weekend, and by ran into. Well, I didn't <laughs> physically run into him because I'm still standing. <laughs> but it's uh, I don't, well. So we're in the corner suite. And I guess he just has carte blanche. The guy can walk anywhere in the stadium he wants, and he yeah. walks into our suite. I'm like, oh, what's going on, man? And uh, so it was kind of nice. He took a picture with my son, and you know, it was pretty cool. I was, it was cool because I was like, you know, two of the Dolphins' greatest linebackers, one future, one past. Yeah. So it just kind yeah. of worked out cool because he took a picture with Kalen. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> so the only point we had was to keep you, Alex, I love it. And by I pool appreciate it. I mean my American Express card. <laughs> <laughs> so, love, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So but uh I th- I think we're gonna keep it lighthearted today. You know, we've we've had so much, you know, and obviously we made the change over to 790 the ticket. I agree, Alex. This was it was a uh it was a great change that was unexpected. It I was I had mixed thoughts because You know, I'm a huge 560 QAM fan. I grew up on WQAM and it's, I just kind of uh, was, you know, it's just one of those things. It's, I don't, uh, I'll admit, I don't really listen to a lot of sports radio. And for me, it was just kind of, QAM was our home for a couple of years. But what is awesome is that a lot of our listeners from QAM followed us. We still have the podcast on 560 WQAM when you go on demand and you click on podcast, so you, we still have those listeners over there, and then now the ticket Miami is on demand podcast. You get to hear all of our shows. So, but I think seven ninety worked out in a lot of ways that we weren't expecting. It's, I guess the the younger demographic. I think because we have the first time homebuyer program with no money down. I think that's really resonated with a lot of the listeners. Uh, i think the workshops and the seminars and the fact that you know social media it's we have a lot of people that are following us on social media that we didn't have before so i guess it kind of all works out but uh, i definitely want to thank our listeners for following us from 560 this is going to be a great new year on 790 and uh, and plus the second day doesn't hurt Right?
3: It, uh, I think the second day definitely doesn't. Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> I, think, that's, I mean, yeah, that's not. that's probably understated. Um, but you're right, man. Plus, I also don't think that the Heat's run right, like the Miami Heat playing so well. You're on the home of the Miami Heat. Like, I don't think that's hurting either.
2: No, nope. absolutely not.
3: Yeah,
0: listen, I'm a diehard Dolphins fan, but I'm pretty sure more people are listening to the Heat right now than they are the Finns.
3: or oh, and, and the Canes. And the Canes. Uh, yeah, after after this week, I mean, the state of the U is uh, is not high uh,
0: right now, to say the least. What are we going to do? Yeah. it's And what's funny is I think we have more Hurricanes fans in South Florida than even Dolphins fans. Oh, like, there's more Hurricane fans in the entire U.S. than pretty much, I think, any. But I don't want to become... I don't want the University of Miami to become the Miami Dolphins of college football, where everybody's just sitting there stroking over 1972. Well, it,
3: it's it's become that. I, right to be to to be quite honest. Right. Uh, it's become. But we had flashes. Uh, you had one flash in twenty. what was that twenty seven no, no, I mean like even this year
2: we beat FSU. we beat Louisville I mean we yeah, beat but you, we we had some really good
3: but then doesn't doesn't that all get thrown out the window when, when you, you lose to, to FIU and then you lose to Louisiana Tech yeah. and you end up six and seven. you regress yeah. last year you were seven and six. you bring in a new coach. you have all these heightened expectations and you end up six and seven losing to two conference USA teams in the same season.
2: I thought we were going to keep this lighthearted.
3: Sorry.
0: I, I'm still stuck on Louisiana <laughs> Tech. I yeah. just – I mean, by the way, I lived in Louisiana for about a year, true story, in Lake Charles. That sounds awful. Uh, <laughs> Crawfish, Etouffee, and Vodan jumping in a bayou. It was uh, – I just – when I hear Louisiana Tech, I, it doesn't have the same ring as, like, MIT. <laughs> I, I just didn't meet many technical, savvy – people in Louisiana. <laughs> I don't know. Just, you hear Louisiana Tech, you're not thinking, this isn't exactly, uh, but I mean, they, they they got some big boys out of that bayou and I guess they just, I don't know, that, that's going to be the crown jewel of their entire program's history is beating UM. Yeah. But again, how many times can we s- sit there and tout how great we used to be and everybody gets pumped up and excited when they watch 30 for 30, the U, and Man, you got to realize that was over 20 years ago at this point. The Dolphins haven't won a Super Bowl since I've been alive. And yet, I go to the to the game last week and they're honoring the 1972 Dolphins again. It's like they've ran out of things to talk about in the Miami Dolphins organization. I mean, I get it, we're proud of the 72, but by the way, when the Dolphins had a perfect season, there was also a lot fewer games. It was also a different league.
3: Best year of my life. What's that? 1972. Best year of my life. <laughs> what was that like 20 years <laughs>
0: before you were born?
3: 20. <laughs> yeah. I think it was 35. Uh, 32 years before oh, I was, I was born.
0: 32 yeah. years before you Are you kidding me? Best
3: year of my life. How old
0: are you again, Alex? 25. Born
3: wow. in 94. Did I get the math right there? 32. I mean, okay. If anybody's going to know it's you, Alex.
0: Hey, And that's what's funny, though. Like Everybody who's out there cheering for the 72 Dolphins, most of us weren't even born when the <laughs> Dolphins won that Super Bowl. Or had that perfect oh, definitely season. Definitely, Alex wasn't here. <laughs> so, but again, it's I feel like the Dolphins games have gotten very gimmicky.
4: And you gotta give it time, though. You know, you give think, it time
0: you, for what? Hold on, man. Pause. What has Pause. happened with the Dolphins organization since Steven Ross has owned it? Listen, you gotta give it time. No, no, no. no. I just, I you just want to know. Bro,
4: Brian Flores in there now. You gotta oh, give it time. You gotta give. Hold the, on. You know, we got draft Wait picks. Wait a and second. Stuff like
0: that. But back to more important uh, news. No. Addicts, okay, Google. Well, what's going on with the? How long has Steven Ross owned the Miami Dolphins?
4: Business insider, Ross also owns NFL football team Miami Dolphins, which he purchased for more than $1 billion. Ooh. In 2008, Ross purchased 50% of the team, including the stadium and surrounding land, for $550 million, according to Sports Illustrated.
0: Hmm. Okay, so oh, basically MG. since 2008, the guy invested, by the way, he can double his money right now. I wish he would. Oh yeah, he enough yeah, for two minutes. I,
3: I I disagree. I'm I mean, I think we've had this conversation before. I disagree. I don't think it's that Steven Ross is a bad owner. Maybe he's made a couple questionable decisions. He's a like brilliant hiring businessman. Mike Tannenbaum. No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think Steven Ross has has maybe not hired the best people w- with Mike Tannenbaum. Like you could you could go back and choose, you know, and, and question some of his hires, but I think more so than anything, like once you get the head coach. And I think we have that head coach. Like things will start to turn around. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I like I. I don't like blaming it on just the owner, because at a certain point you have to look at you know coaching staffs that you brought in with Adam GaSe, and after three years, enough was enough, and he made the right he made the right decision. He fired Adam GaSe. Like I mean, I guess at the end of the day, Stephen Ross is the guy making the 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 ultimate decisions. But man, he's done everything else right he he put his own money into that stadium he didn't do what the Marlins did and rob the city of Miami he put his own money into that stadium he's he's done so much good for the community he's put A, millions of dollars at like i mean like you can criticize steven ross but i think it's also i think it's also fair to use context
0: i love steven ross the businessman the philanthropist i don't <laughs> love him as the dolphins owner as an owner who's into football. Like look, I can't stand Jerry Jones, but you know he's passionate and he loves that team. Robert Kraft when he's not getting massages. All right, but what is, what have
3: the Cowboys done? Well,
0: Listen, what have cow- the Cowboys
3: done since Jimmy Johnson? And they've Trayton? won a lot more
0: Super Bowls in recent history than we have. Right, but like that's still... That's, but not since Jerry Jones
2: really stuck himself in there.
0: No, no, no. I think Jerry that's Jones, his biggest...
2: That's his downfall. No, the fact no. That he Jerry wants Jones the was there.
3: Jerry Jones was there. But I'm saying, what have the Cowboys done in, in, in this century? Nothing.
0: In this century?
2: Well, no, he was there. But and I there. don't think he enjoyed not having the limelight of being why they won. And
0: now that he decided to well, pick... The Cowboys have three rings? Well, no, no, no.
3: Cowboys have more going yeah, back. I mean, but but the Cowboys in the 2000s haven't done anything. They haven't won nope. any Super Bowls. Nope. So I'm saying, like, like, well, we're going to criticize Jerry Jones. Well, like, the Dolphins don't have any fine. in
0: the 80s, the 90s, or the 2000s. Yeah,
3: but in the 80s and the 90s, you were perennial playoff and Super Bowl contenders. I mean, I, I understand you didn't win the ring, but, like, well, now we're, we're going to pretend like the Marino years weren't special. Like, I wasn't alive for them, but... I mean, you grew up on the Marino years. Those oh, it, were those were magic, the, the him best years of football, right? So I Mark mean, Mark
0: Duper and Clayton and what's that? I wasn't alive in the
2: Marino years. Dennis is in shock.
0: <laughs> no, I guess he wasn't. When when did Marino retire?
3: I mean, Marino retired what ninety nine two thousand? Yeah. So I was five six. Oh god, god that doesn't really count. <laughs> I spoke about this on Thursday. I was hosting on seven ninety, and I was saying my biggest misfortunes in life not being able to watch the Beatles live and not living through the Marino years. Cause I feel so cheated as like a proud Miamian, and I love this city. I I talk sports, uh, on, on radio here in the city and like not being able to have witnessed the greatness that was uh, Dan Marino and like, not just him as a football player, but everything like he walks into a room and everybody stops and it's like, wow, that's Dan Marino. And, like, I love Dan Marino. Obviously, I've watched a million highlights on YouTube, and you hear all the stories, and everybody just, you know, he's royalty in Miami, but, like, I'll never truly know how it feels. See, I'm, that's Dwayne Wade for me. Right. Like, Dwayne Wade walks into a room, and, like, I've interviewed Dwayne Wade, and still it's like, you know, it's like you have to take a step back, like, wow, I'm interviewing, like, the guy I grew up idolizing. So, I mean, it's, that's, that's, for me, that's my Dan Marino.
0: I, I, I thought he was going to say he found out about Dan Marino on Ace Ventura. I, I do, yeah.
3: Actually, I, I probably have I've seen more Dan Marino and Ace Ventura than I have. Uh, Laces in, out, Dan. In live football.
0: Honestly, I think that's the residual Dolphins effect, though. It's the Dolphins fans today are still hanging on to the 72 perfect season. Don Shula, Bob Greasy, Dan Marino. After Marino and after Shula, what are we holding on to? Where's our pride? Hope. What do we have to be pride? And that's the problem, is you can't have a fan base that's perpetuated off of hope. Because eventually, like you just admitted, you weren't a fan during the Marino years. You are five years old when the guy retired. Right. The fan base coming up now... Are going to be the season ticket holders. They're going to be the sponsors, and the seventy-two Dolphins and Dan Marino can only take you so far.
3: Yeah, but it's like sales. What have you done for me lately? I agree with you, and like there needs to be accountability with Stephen Ross's decisions, and like, but I mean, it's sports. Like eventually, things will change. The New England Patriots were just totally irrelevant in in the NFL in the sporting world nobody through what the 80s and 90s ever thought about the New England Patriots and now they're the greatest team ever right they're the best dynasty ever so I mean like it's sports eventually the Dolphins will, will be back on top one day I hope and well, even and,
2: Belichick won't, I mean he coached before New England
3: right yeah he he was fired by the Browns so I mean it, it it'll, happen. it'll I, happen I'm confident at some point The Dolphins will field, in my lifetime, will field a a, a contender once again. Just hasn't happened in in my lifetime.
0: Well, think about this. Kraft bought the Patriots in the mid-'90s. And they've built success since then. And they will now probably go down as the most successful franchise in NFL history. And again, if, if you know what rolls downhill, consequences have to go uphill. And the thing is, once again, to your point, Alex, I love Stephen Ross. He's done amazing things for Miami. He's an incredible developer, an incredible philanthropist. And by the way, he bought the team all said and done for just shy of a billion dollars. The team is now worth more than double that. Great business, man. I just want some wins. Yeah. Speaking of wins, when we come back after the break, we got a lot of real estate we actually got to get into eventually. We've got... The uh the workshop coming up, what is that, Dennis, January 11th? Yes, sir. So January 11th, we got the workshop for buyers, sellers, first-time home buyer program with no money down, down payment assistance, all of these things that you're going to want to register for. So you want to call us at eight five 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 twenty 520 home 855-520-HOME, 855-520-HOME. We are also having a fun end-of-year New Year's episode today. We're going to get into some of our favorite rants, some of our favorite moments of 2019. So definitely stay tuned and we'll catch you after the break. All right. Welcome back to the Dustin Feely Real Estate Show. Just a reminder, because I was told during the break, I don't say the number enough by one of our callers, 855-520-HOME. 855-520-HOME As I always say, we are South Florida's best resource for lifestyle, real estate. Yeah, we get off topic because Alex distracts us, because he likes to produce sports all week and then comes in early on a Saturday and has to tolerate some real estate. But that's okay, that's why he's going to get to retire before everybody else in this building. You know, Alex, you play your cards right. We're going to have you making more money on investments than Joe Rose makes and that little show that he does here—it's
3: hard to believe because I know I—I I, uh, I, I won't even say that, but I—I I, want to believe it, and I think I do because the constant knowledge that uh, you guys are, are are sending my way every day, like it's—it's it's coming. I know it's coming.
0: Look, we have two goals: one for you to buy a house, and two for us to get you to the point where they rename the station 790 The Alex. 790 The Solana. 790 The Solana. Solana. I like that. I'm making my pitch.
4: (laughs) Yeah. You know what? I'd actually like Solana 790.
0: No, no, 790 The Solana. If Len is listening right now, we're going to start a a campaign and a petition right now. I want everybody to go to our social media, go to the Dustin (laughs) Feely group page, go to the Hernandez home team page, go to 790 The Ticket, we are going to start a petition and a campaign to rename the station 790 the Solana. What do you think, Alex? Think we'll get any traction? No, <laughs> <laughs>
3: probably not. But I'm down. I'm down.
0: All right. So we were talking earlier. We've had some great moments. Nothing was greater than uh, than Solana's rant just a few weeks ago. He, you know, we almost went the whole year, and I think it built up. But Alex had to let us know how he really feels about people that Facebook live stream sporting events in at, at the heat games.
3: Well, I, I just think it was this one guy, like, or these two brothers, or, or family members, or I don't know, maybe they're lovers. I don't know. They're they're sitting at a well, heat you, game. Why don't
0: you just play a little clip? You know, you, you, you can just shoot a little clip there. And, uh, you know, we can let, we can remind the listeners and the good thing is, is, you know, that's just a small clip, but you can actually go back and find it in our podcast. It is probably one of the best radio, not just the moments on the Dustin Feely show, but best radio moment I've ever seen or heard.
3: These are not millennials who are doing this, by the way, because I already know that's coming. Oh, it's the millennials who are obsessed with technology Gen Zers. No, these are millennials. You know why? Because millennials and Gen Zers were smart enough to know you can find the game or the event online. You don't need a live stream and anybody can watch the game with you. These are people who are older who for some reason are... Just totally obsessed with the idea that everybody on their Facebook feed wants to watch the game that they're at live stream. Bro, just post a link to the game and everybody can watch the game with you. Okay, better than
2: listening to that clip was actually watching Solana go off on his rant. Because I mean he just pushed away from the mic and 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 I just wish the listeners could have been
0: watching it on. Oh, video. he got up. He's, he stood up. He he like he went like millennial mad. He went Dustin. No, he didn't go Dustin. He went Dustin. Oh, come on.
3: Well, I preferred I preferred you just the 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 genesis of the Dustin Feely show rants really came when we were at our old studios and I played a I think I played a Beyoncé song coming back from the break and you went off on like a 30-minute <laughs> tirade about how you think Beyoncé sucks, which which by the way is is risky behavior on radio because, you know, the beehive, the beehive comes at people strong. So and that I think that's where it all started. It was you just ripping on Beyonce. He did. And a Jay-Z. Fe-
2: yeah. And Ariana Grande. That's I mean, he's, right. done a,
3: few, oh, he's right. done a few.
2: He's got a few of those uh, pop uh, yeah. people.
3: And and I have to interject here because really the best debates we've ever had on this show by far are you and Dennis going at each other over five guys and in and out burger uh, the, by, by far those are the best debates we've had on this show like it's it's it made me a fan before i just worked on the show the in and out and uh five guys debates made me a
1: fan of the show and i still stand by that five guys kills destroys in and out no
0: you know so it's this guy goes to California, and then he comes back. He didn't even know how they made the fries,
1: so I don't even know. Listen. I've been to California multiple times, so this isn't like this multiple. one time that I had an In-N-Out burger. I've had it multiple times. to Give it a try. Just what's this hype about? And no, there's no hype. There's It's a poor man's Big Mac. Get a cheeseburger from McDonald's, a double cheeseburger from McDonald's, and put a Big Mac sauce on it. That's all it is.
4: I was there for six days, and I ate it every day. And five guys—
0: it was Hands so terrible, down, he ate it every best. day. The yeah, best. Mike, kind of I wanted to, I wanted to make sure. Yeah, well,
4: my buddy, you know, Frank went. So, I, you know, he's a big guy, and, you know, he loves to eat. Said, hey, Michael, let's go the In-N-Out. I'll the Eleven right. thirty is, at night.
0: five guys is practically an In-N-Out knockoff, all the way down to the raw potatoes that are there. If In-N-Out came out here, they would crush it. They don't even franchise. It's Dude, not like a Five Guys. I
1: don't know about you, but I saw Five Guys out there in California. So there must they Uh-oh. must be doing something right if they can yeah. have Five Guys nationwide and In-N-Out can't even get out of California. I mean, if I was high every day, yeah, I can eat it, and I'd say it's great too.
0: A In-N-Out doesn't leave California except for Vegas, and they and they gave, I think the owner's best friend Texas. got
1: one in Texas. Texas. I, have, I, I had it at San Antonio.
0: Right. They won't franchise out. That's why they don't leave, and they don't need to. Their lines are a mile long.
1: Because they won't franchise out. That's why franchise right. out. They don't want to screw up happens. the recipe. You recipe. don't have some jackass
0: sitting <laughs> in Miami,
1: five guys making up their own stuff. All they're doing is disappointing the crowd. Is you f- have your loyalty, your loyal, you know, eaters that like you that are going to go five there no matter what. That are brainwashed. Is the greasiest. That's what makes it great. Na- it does, <sighs> right, man. It's juicy. When you dig into a steak, don't you like to see that juice coming? Pour out? now, you know. Yeah, you mm. bite into a dry steak. Five Listen, guys is a heart attack waiting to happen. Five guys is
0: the grizzle that's left over on the hot plate.
1: That's great. There's people that love roaches. Do you realize that lobster is a sea roach? Uh, I mean n- n- now your it, you're crossing. You just as long as you don't have it every day, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, wow, Alex? I think
3: uh, I, I think Dennis just won that argument with the lobster oh, with, sea with roach. the lobsters.
1: He just he just called wow.
3: the lobster the cockroach wow.
0: of the sea. He cornered you. Is. It is. Yeah, it it really is. It actually. really is, I know it is. He cornered you. It's pretty terrible. Well, I mean, you can't corner me when I agree. <laughs> I mean it's it is the roach of the sea. It's a tasty roach. <laughs> I always get it. It it accompanies my ribeye pretty well. But you know, it's I don't know. But I I will tell you that's a debate that's never gonna die. And I'll tell you right now, anybody listening, weigh in. If you've been to In N Out, you can't compare In N Out with five guys. You can't, five guys is better. Dude, five guys is just grizzle and grease. And I eat five guys. I still eat there. You know, I'm not exactly the poster child for good health. But, you know, I don't look like this for no good reason. I can tell you where the best burger is. If this was Alex Solana, I wouldn't trust him. The guy's drinking peach tea every weekend. But this is me. Anyway, yeah, Alex, I agree with you. That was by far probably one of our most heated debates. It's a debate that still goes on to this day. Uh, I think that... Personally, I always like watching Dennis and Lori fight it out over sports.
2: I, Dennis, how often do we really fight, though?
0: We don't fight at all.
2: I mean, I think you and Alex have had more fights over sports than Dennis and I have. Alex
1: yeah. and
0: I don't fight over sports. You know what? Here, here's you do the, fight listen,
1: over sports. The, you want to fight over sports right now? What are your thoughts about LeBron, buddy?
2: There you go. <laughs> and the women's <laughs> soccer team when they when they celebrated. And, I mean, we had we you guys
0: had some. Some pretty heated back and forths. Oh, I forgot about the uh, women's soccer celebration thing, but I think Alex and I were on the same page with that. No, I I kind of feel like they should celebrate. You know, these poor little girls. What they, was it like?
3: Like seventeen to zero or something like that? I don't. I don't remember the score honestly.
0: Yeah, it was something awesome. It was. It was amazing. It was. And look, running up the score. There was all these conversations. Up running up remember? the score. You're winning. It's winning. It's not running up the score. By the way. You never stop until I, the last second. I'm not second. arguing that with you. I'm saying that that was that there was a there was a you discussion there. I picture these kids 2 and 3 years old spending their entire life to get to that moment. Enjoy it. And it, I think it's less sportsman. I think it's insulting. If I'm playing a team and that team decides to stop scoring and stop playing and giving me their and giving me the best, now you're insulting me. You're telling me I shouldn't even be on the same field as you. But to me, I was I was absolutely in full support of the women's soccer team, enjoying their moment, having that pride, doing, and reaping the rewards of something that they've probably been doing since they're three years old. So no that's participation I trophies. I don't believe in participation oh, trophies. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. You see what I mean? I am absolutely against participation <laughs> trophies. Here we go. What do you mean, here we go?
3: I, <laughs> I, that's your, you love that. You love that. You love that argument, for sure. That's like your your go to argument.
0: Do you think we should have participation trophies? There's winners no, and losers. I in I just life.
3: I think it's just it's it's such a uh, it's such like a straw man. Like like we love to just throw out oh this is the problem with society participation trophies. Like no, I, I think we have graver problems in society than you know kids. Being uh, or or being inclusive with kids, like that's all. But I don't don't want to get into the whole participation trophy thing. I
0: I have no problem with inclusive, but there's winners and there's losers. And when these kids get to corporate America, they're going to be competing for jobs. Yeah, but you're not going to get a participation. A six-year-old,
3: a (laughs) six-year-old, a a six-year-old. Isn't going to make it in the corporate world or not, like because of a participation trophy in in, in kindergarten.
0: And when they go to college and they have these little safe spaces, they can go cry and get a hug. What are we raising?
3: Yeah.
4: There shouldn't be no participation trophies, Alex. Period. My daughter's in ballet. If she doesn't win, you know, the best in class or whatever. I'm not arguing. She's not going to get a trophy. And she, not, and she, yeah, she'll cry. You know, I have to tell her, hey, I'm not arguing okay. that there should Next be year. participation trophies.
3: I just think it's a dumb Like, people love going to participation trophies as if it means anything. No like, ribbons,
4: no, no no paperback certificates that you buy at Office Depot. They shouldn't get nothing. I'm nothing. dying to see That's the bumper fine. sticker on
0: the back but of like, my car, on the back of somebody's car that says, my child participated in school this year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean Lori, Lori raises champion bulldogs. Her dogs don't get participation ribbons if they lose. It's this whole yeah, idea. Yeah,
3: that's that's going to win your argument there, Dustin, <laughs> well, with li- bulldogs.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Look, the reality is— Hey, they don't is, lose. Well, see. There you exa- go. <laughs> but you know what? The kid who loses today should be motivated to try harder to win tomorrow. Yeah. And that's— The foundation that you set and the habit. One of the greatest things in my life that I can always look back on, I've had amazing coaches and mentors. And I believe wholeheartedly that how we carry ourselves and what we do and how we succeed and fail is how we honor our coaches and mentors throughout life. You know, to this day, one of my closest friends in the world is Frank Rojas. He was my coach in high school and you learn a lot in football. You learn a lot in sports in general. But the reality is is there are winners and there's losers. But just like football, we had this drill where you hit the floor, you got to get back up. And that's life. I don't get every listing appointment I go on, but it doesn't mean that I'm going to stop knocking on doors. It doesn't mean that I stop looking for more listings. I don't get every offer accepted. Does that mean that you quit? And my thing is, is if you condone failure, then failure now becomes an activity. Failure becomes a habit. And that is the one thing that I'm adamantly against in this world is that we don't strengthen our society by telling them it's okay to fail. We strengthen our society by showing them how to win. And the truth is, you can't win without loss. Even the whole the whole story that was behind Edison and the light bulb, he learned I don't know how many thousands of ways to to not do it right before he eventually got to the light bulb. What if somebody patted him on the back and said, hey, it's okay, here's a participation ribbon, you tried. Now don't worry about it anymore. We have to have something to strive for. My goal is always to be number one. I'm highly competitive. It's what put me in sales in the first place. I want to be the number one person in any office I go to. I want to be number one in a market. I want to be number one in the country and in the world. Now, the reality is, is you should always shoot for gold. Don't be ashamed if you come up with silver or bronze, but you better leave it all out on the field to go for gold. And I think that when we tell our kids... It's okay. I, I go to these games, and I, I watch, like, uh, this year we sponsored, uh, the Dustin Feely Group sponsored the Sunnyland Sun Devils. And, you know, and Kalen, you know, he's a monster. If you listen to the end of the show, the the, the little voice that says, make it a great week, everybody, that's Kalen. The kid's a monster, all right? This guy's a fighter. He's starting linebacker, tight end, kick return, kickoff team, couldn't be more proud. But then there's a lot of the kids on the team, and that you sit there, you see them give up. You see them not try. And it's all sports. You can watch any any level of ath- of athletics, and you can kind of spot the kids that think it's okay to participate instead of win. And when mommy and daddy are like, "It's okay. We're gonna go have pizza after this." You ch- you know, at least you showed up. No, you don't go to show up. I don't just show up at work. Any one of us listening right now doesn't just show up at our job. The truth is, is if you just show up, you don't have a career because the person who decides that they're going to go there and work their ass off and try to learn and try to contribute more and try to win eventually becomes the winner and you lose your job. And you know what you cannot pay your bills with a participation trophy. I don't know, just my thought before we go into the break, but you're right, it is something that gets me fired up. We got a lot more to cover after this. Also, we're going to announce the location uh, or locations of our upcoming workshop for the first time home buyer with no money down program. You want to call us during the break, 855 520 Home. We are having a fantastic end of year special today, so please stay tuned and we'll catch you after the break. All right, welcome back to the third and final period of the Dustin Keely Real Estate Show. Not only of today, but in 2019. We've been having a blast on the air, off the air. Man, thank God these mics don't stay hot during the breaks. Once again, the phone number to call is 855-520-HOME, 855-520-HOME. We've had some colorful conversations. We brought back some of our favorite rants over the past year, favorite moments. You know, before we run out of time, we've had some great partnerships and sponsors. I want to thank all of our sponsors and partners. Obviously, Lori with Assured Title and Trust, Dennis Hernandez, the Hernandez Home Team, and, and our other sponsors. You know, it's it's we've had, you know, Lori, uh, your mom has Andy's Assurance Agency. Yep. She came on with us for a little while there. Andy o oh no Andy. <laughs> so it's uh, we've had... Uh, you know, Biscayne Bedding continues to uh, stay by our side, you know, keeping people sleeping like the pros. Its mattresses are phenomenal. You know, Jan Weddegren actually came on the show at one point. New You Wellness Centers trying to shoot people up with uh, testosterone and Botox, making, you know, Miami a more beautiful place.
1: <laughs> this, you thanking all these former sponsors and all that, that feels like you're giving them a participation trophy.
0: I am. That's exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) They participated as I nobody's left out. (laughs) Well done. But you know something? It's what the Dustin Feely group really encompasses and what it's all about was something that when I got into real estate I saw a lot of great individuals trying to wear so many hats. Trying to manage their own transactions, trying to, you know, leaving buyers and sellers on their own, you know, hey, go find somebody to do your title work, go find somebody to do your insurance, go find somebody. And the thing was, is I, it was very quick that I realized how important of a responsibility that we have. We have the greatest responsibility probably in our economy, and in people's lives. I say it all the time. What we do on a transaction could literally cripple families, cripple people's financial well-being, their retirements. The difference between a good or a bad transaction can really change somebody's life. And Dustin Feely Group was more of a philosophy than anything else. It wasn't about an individual. It wasn't about anything else, but it was about collaborating with the best people in the business to collectively work towards the common goal of having successful real estate transactions for the buyers and sellers that we're fortunate enough to be able to represent. Having assured title and trust with a level of care into the team, having the Hernandez home team with the expertise. I mean, even silent Mike over there doesn't speak much, but when he does, you can see what's happening behind the scenes. We now have a program that most people don't know about where you can get up to 4% of your down payment money gifted to you, given to you towards a purchase of up to $510,000. Think about that for a second. There's twenty thousand dollars in free money that we have available to you in a program now.
1: Free money, free money, like a participation trophy. <laughs> Cha-ching! <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I'm going to keep poking at you for that one, dude. Listen, hey, (laughs) Solana saw my lips starting to move, and he was already getting ready to hit the button because he knew what was about to come out of my mouth. (laughs) But, But the reality is there are so many awesome things, but having the genius and expertise of the Hernandez home team, I've known Dennis personally for over 20 years now. And I will tell you, We've done so many transactions together. And I also know other realtors that Dennis works with. There's such a critical point in every finance transaction that the difference is really made based on the experience of that loan officer. Knowing how to properly structure the deal, knowing how to calculate and work with your credit just seeing you, Dennis, doing the things that you've done when you use the simulators. I remember when I bought my house, You like, no, listen, I want you to leave a 20% balance on this credit card. I have a simulator here. That's going to boost you up an extra 10 points. And now we can cut your interest rate down to 3.8%, which now changes your buying power, gets you an extra $20,000 in buying power. And now you can get that house that you want. That's a lot different than filling out an online application or walking into the, to one of those sucker banks. I always call them sucker banks now because they they put the suckers at the window (laughs) when you're depositing your checks, and then they treat you like a sucker and like, hey, you want to get a home loan? But the truth is, it's expertise. Lori, how many times have we gone through closings or even not a closing where a transaction had to get canceled and somebody thought they could keep our money?
2: Oh, that was fun. Yes, we've had several of those. Not too many because... Luckily, we've been able to get them all done. But we've had one or two, and, and they got difficult. But, you know, hey, we got the money back, and those buyers were able to move on and, and get something else. So it, it does have a lot to do with experience. We were just talking this morning before the show about a case where Title didn't advise or didn't pop up until two days before closing that there was an extra mortgage on the property. Those are the kind of things you got to know From the get-go.
0: Absolutely. And the thing is, is when you look at scenarios, hey, Miami leads the nation in fraud. South Florida is the fraud capital of the country. It's why the FBI fraud headquarters is in Doral.
2: Next to Gold Coast real estate, by the way.
0: Ironic, isn't it? However, the truth is, is there's a lot to be aware of. And I say it all the time. I've always, I've always looked at people like, what is wrong with you? Why would you ever try to sell your house by owner? But I also understand that sometimes the realtors out there or this industry can be scarier than trying to sell it on your own. And yes, on average, the average realtor will get over 9% more for your property than you can get on your own. Even the owner of for sale by owner Hired a real estate agent to sell his house. Okay. You don't try to sell your own house. But back to the original point, I feel so unbelievably fortunate that I have had the resources to be able to work with the best people in the industry. Earlier in the show, in the last segment, I said, you know, we are, we are a representation and a product of our mentors, our parents, and our coaches throughout life. And Jim Rohn, if you follow him, always famously says that we're the average of the people that were around the most. And you'll earn that average. The reality is, is my group average is really where the value of the Dustin Feely group comes in. It's because of having Lori Mitchell and Dennis Hernandez and Mike Carreras to be a partner with it's to have those resources at my fingertips. You know, Dennis acts like it bothers him when I call him at 1 o'clock in the morning. But the fact that I can call him at 1 o'clock in the morning
1: is You never incredible. said it bothered me. <laughs> never bothered me. He's
0: awake and waiting for your call. <laughs>
1: I don't know about awake. On the couch. I don't know about awake, but yeah. In his boxers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but the truth is. And
2: Mike's right there.
0: Absolutely. Mike's, Mike's oh, always Mike. right there. <laughs> Mike is busy though. Mike won't answer. Yeah, Mike's not going to answer. <laughs> but it's the, the reality is, is that how many how many people out there listening are looking at a house on a Saturday or Sunday or after five p.m. during the week? Now try to get Bank of America, Wells Fargo, or one of these idiots on the phone. I'm not calling them all idiots. I just the, the good reality. luck. Huh? With that. Right. How many I mean, how many times do you call to ask your loan officer a question and you get a prompt? Press three, press four. You can also visit us online and chat. How many times does that happen? (coughs) Or you get some call center in India.
1: And look, it's not a knock on those loan officers. Those loan officers, it's not their fault. It's just the way it's the that the bank is structured, right. their system. It doesn't allow for it. The truth
0: is being accessible is valuable. Most people are looking for a home after 5 p.m. Monday through Friday or looking for a home Saturday or Sunday. Most people don't work banker's hours. We don't get to go in at 10 in the morning and leave at four in the afternoon. The problem is, is if that's who you're relying on for your pre-approval or for the purchase of your home, it becomes challenging. It's not impossible, but it becomes challenging. And I think that's, I think based on my own experiences before I got into real estate, buying and selling houses, how much of that drove me crazy and then getting into the industry itself and seeing the habits of the industry, it drove me crazy. So... That's the difference. Now we close deals in 20 to 30 days. We've the approval. The approval ratios are through the roof. Literally, everybody can buy a house. Dennis, when can't when have we ran into a situation where somebody can't buy a house where we don't figure it out?
1: With time, we figure them all out. The only time we've been able to not do anything, it's not even the borrower's fault. It's when they lend their credit to their close friends or relatives, and then that credit gets shot. And it's not their fault. It's just bad decision. And even there,
0: we have a six-month roadmap.
1: Right. Even there, we have a roadmap for them. It's just a little more it's, difficult because the credit that's being shot down is out of their
0: control. We have programs now. If you have a 520 Beacon score, you can get a house. If you have a foreclosure, you can buy a house. If you have a bankruptcy, you can buy a house. If you have a short sale, you can buy a house. You've only been employed for 6
1: months. You can buy a house. You're self-employed and you don't show any income in your taxes, you can buy a house. Oh my god, I have a I have a listener the other day. They called it they went to the bank, they told
0: her that because she's a waitress, she can't buy a house. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Since when is it that wagers and waitresses and bartenders can't buy houses?
1: Why didn't you send her to me?
0: I did. You we already took care <laughs> of it. <laughs> so but it's but the reality is is there's so much ignorance out there. And honestly, guys, I mean I, I wanna thank all of you sitting here because the success that we've been able to have is because it's the we. It's because we close we crossed that closing line. I also feel like our biggest responsibility sometimes is to protect the buyers and sellers from themselves.
2: I was just gonna say that
0: now. Right? Remember Ranya? Sometimes they... How could we not
1: forget?
2: I mean, seriously. Sometimes (laughs) they get themselves more in trouble. And most of the time it's from not listening to their professional, you know... uh, Advisors. Advisors that they have trusted and and are paying. um, Or sometimes they get overexcited. I mean, I had a closing just this week where the buyers were so anxious to close that they were... 10 steps ahead of everyone and it was just like, okay, you need to stop. You need to calm down. They wanted to go ahead and get the survey ordered. They wanted to go ahead and like get all these things done up front and it was like, you're going to end up double paying because we may not be able to use your surveyor or whatever the case may be. They, a lot of surveyors out there are not insured. People don't realize that and we can't use them. So, you know, it's like you just need to rely on the people you've trusted and and, and come to us. That's yep. what we're here for.
0: So ending out the year on a positive note, guys, 2019 was amazing. We're expecting a phenomenal, if we can even use the term bull market, 2020 is the year to buy or sell your house now. 2020 is going to be absolutely amazing. But I do want to thank I agree. our amazing colleagues that are out there. I want to thank all the fantastic realtors in South Florida that are out there working hard, making things happen. I look at you guys like our brothers and sisters. You know, you're our coworkers, our partners in this. I want to thank all the great loan officers. Thanks to everybody who makes the industry better and really cares. I want to thank our our customers, our buyers, our sellers, Dennis, Lori, Mike, Solana. It's a fantastic 29 that we're wrapping up. I want to wish everybody a healthy, happy, prosperous new year in 2020. We will catch you next year which is next week, by the way, Saturday, 7 a.m., or on the replay, Sunday, 9 a.m., or during the week or any time, take us jogging with you. Catch us on demand on the podcast, 560 WQAM, and the Ticket Miami. Go to on demand and listen to us there. On that note, guys, Happy New Year! Have a great weekend, everybody.